What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Yeah, my reign is over, Ben. It is indeed. Yep, it's, you're back to hosting, I guess. Whatever. Although there's a brand new reign that's currently happening. Yeah, you think so? I think so. I think. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there there is a special treat uh, for for those folks who uh, view the uh, view the pop the, via our YouTube upload. Um, however, if you're if you're listening, what you can't see but probably will hear in essence, because I I suspect I feel like. The change that you have made has affected the whole office this you morning. You think so? I think it's brought a ray of sunshine. That's all I'm ever aiming to do. I know, I know. You and know? it's, you know what? I think that, like, it took, I mean, there's there's a, a degree of different things. You, you could come in every morning and, and holler good morning at the top of your lungs you and see if that if that raises morale. Yeah. Uh, you could potentially, um, you know, buy a round of spirits. You know, for the crew, you know, as as you know, as, as a as a regular morning treat, as a regular morning treat. I mean, it's like, hey, it's ten a.m. Why don't we? Right. Um, however, the thing that we have now found to be the most effective by far is Jay wearing a completely natural-looking mm-hmm. blonde wig. Yeah, there's no doubt. I it mean, makes it's like a whole different vibe. It is a whole different vibe. It's like Friday, Jay. It's Right. Yes. Right. Fry J. Fry J. Oh man, this is. <laughs> Thank the, God it's Fry J. <laughs> yes, I know. It was like I mean, everybody, everybody is going to be in such a better mood now. Um, but it looks. I mean, it, it looks amazing. It like well, changes. It's it is wild to me, and I often do find this to be the case. But yeah. like uh, the uh, how much it seems like someone's face can physically look different based on their hair. Right. You know, it's like if somebody has like a drastic haircut, or like for, like for us before we put like our hair up in the morning, I feel like we always look like a much 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 younger version of ourselves like yeah. with our hair kind of just like laying flat on our foreheads yeah it's a very different vibe altogether it is a very different vibe yeah. but yeah so so how does it make you feel though oh my god it's so i don't know so i got uh i got the wig because we were doing uh spirit week yeah. last week as you're listening to this but as of recording it it is presently today spirit week so today was like you know the the theme was quidditch world cup which is just harry potter in general so just just stuff like harry potter however you want right because i mean and, and just about anything you wear could be something that you wore to the Quidditch World Cup. Exactly, right? Yeah, and I mean, especially the character I'm dressed as today, which I got the wig because I was doing Lucius Malfoy, he basically dresses the same no matter where he's going, which is like to the nines. Yeah, <laughs> that, that guy, it's like, wait, this is always one of those things is just like the Dursleys. Uh, like, at some point in time, the Dursleys had to take Harry to like an optometrist. Yeah. You know, it's like, like they, and I feel like they got him like the round glasses thinking like, oh yeah, these are like the cheap ones, you know? And it's right. like, little did they know they were going to go on to be iconic well done uh but that's like one of those things that iconic iconic well that's an excellent pun on very unintended but it's like it's like at some point in time that day had to happen they were like we need to take him. I mean, right. he's like, he's spilling bacon, right. you know, like right. we yeah. gotta, we gotta, like, we can't make him do chores. If he can't do chores, if he can't see. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I feel like the same is true for Lucius. Like as much as he, he pretends like he's above it all and he doesn't care. It's like somehow, some way he still went and put on like a three piece suit in all black right. and shined them shoes mm-hmm. and has his walking cane and, right. and everything. He's you out know, there doing it, man. Narcissa's like standing in like the, the foyer being like, are you ready yet? Yeah. Like I, I, changed my hair color with magic three hours ago <laughs> anyway so um but yeah you've taken on like a whole new form and it's making me i'm i'm excited i was like i sat down and i was like it's gonna be a good episode of the pop i can already feel it yeah well so because like 
um, my are all all of my sons have like the crazy like platinum blonde like Malfoy colored hair. Yes, they do. Um, so it is a cur- like forever. Like I've been waiting so long just to be able to read Luke the Harry Potter books so that. Like once he's aware of it, we can dress up. Let he could do such an easy and obvious Draco Malfoy. Like with so little effort, it would be tremendous and awesome. And I was like, when that day comes, I can. I I gotta have like my Lucius costume ready. You gotta be like ready. that. Now, as it were, it seemed like that that they might be further off. But then I saw this opportunity. Like, oh, Harry Potter dress up day. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. So I would I went like on and uh, I I got my I got my Lucius wig. I want to think that and. At your house, in your closet, you will build like a like a shrine, if you will, that is like lit at all times <laughs> and is like it's like a mannequin that like holds the wig in perfect place and it's like it's like <laughs> it's like ready to go on and like it's got like your full black cape get up and yeah and everything. It's like it's just like it's like you know like breaking case of emergency type of situation. Right, like time to go, time to go to Harry Potter or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like like Lucas like. This Draco Malfoy character, he sounds a lot like me. I'm like, it's this is the moment. This is it. Although, Here we go. Although to be fair, I haven't I haven't seen uh, Luke uh, exhibit any of the behaviors other than looking similar to. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not like Draco in any way other than uh, he has blonde hair. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> Which is really all you need for Halloween. It's really all you need for Halloween, and so yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, so we got here this morning and I was like trying to look at all the things we were doing. You weren't here yet. And I was like, you know what I'm going to knock out is my picture. So I went to go change and that's when you arrived. And then I emerged from uh, the bathroom like in full costume. I know. I was like, this is not what I expected. This yeah. is not how I anticipated this morning going. Um, but I think it actually turned. I feel like my whole morning around. Yeah. You know, I, Alice always says I walk around with like my like little rain cloud. Oh. You know, she's like she's like oh Ben's got his little got rain like cloud, a little Peppa like, cloud up there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, we I know what your Encanto power would be, <laughs> Louisa's. Yeah, not nope. <laughs> sure, Ben. Extreme. Sure. You keep telling yourself Extreme that. emotional turmoil. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Um, no one says Pep is not the middle triplet. Okay. <laughs> It's so true. It is so true. It's like they're triplets, and yet there's a very obvious like hierarchy of who the first, who the middle, and who the who the youngest is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. We're really hopping between fandoms this morning. Hey, man. Um, that's how we got to do it. Yeah. It was really funny. So I had my Lucius costume on earlier, and then I switched back to my regular clothes, but. Um, you guys suggested I continue to wear the wig for the pop and now I'm just wearing my like sort of summer clothes and it was so funny to me like how when you're in the Lucius costume it's like very much like it's like a very evil looking wig but then as soon as you put the summer clothes on it's like what's up dude like I know. you want to hit some waves it literally <laughs> seems like you're about to like bust out a surfboard mm-hmm. at any second and yeah. like and like go have like a burger with a pineapple on it or yeah, something so there's just a lot of uses for a blonde wig is what I'm hearing it sounds like it it mm-hmm. sounds like it do you think you will get the California burger at lunch today oh maybe actually i keep wearing the wig oh my gosh that would be- <laughs> i can't imagine i feel like it's really uh, to me it's like really obvious i'm wearing a wig you know and it's like if i were to walk around outside do you think people could tell i feel like they could i feel like they could probably tell i feel like they could i think they could probably tell. cat is in the other room and she was just like it's pretty obvious but you know me cat it, it really would be astonishing just to, to like mm. go and I mean this is this would be like getting to go and walk walk a day in somebody else's shoes exactly and, and just be like just exactly. be like am I treated differently like am does I? anybody like how does this go how what does is, this what go is, what is life like this would be such a way to like meet a brand new group of people 
and then uh, hopefully they couldn't tell you were wearing the wig. <laughs> hopefully. Ho- hopefully and probably. Hopefully and probably. They'd be like, well, dude, I love your hair. And I'd be like, thanks, man. It's a lot to maintain. but It does seem like, it. The, because it is like brand new, everything yeah. is like so, it's so straight. Right, and so clean. sure. It hasn't like, yeah, been like tossed around or anything. Right, right, right. It is crazy to me, though, how like stuff like this can really like change the care. I feel like, like, a few times we have attempted to shoot a video called the Council of Dumbledores. Yes, we have. And so for that, we also have like a, you know, like a, a, a silly beard and um, wig get up that goes with the Dumbledore costume. And it is it is always humorous to me that like when once I'm in the costume and I have to do the character, it like really feels like you have so much more permission to be silly and like come like. It like helps me come out of my shell being in the costume. That's amazing. That is yeah. amazing. And I wonder, I wonder if like as an actor, like out there in the real world, how frequently that like ends up being the case. Like because so often it must be the case that you were selected for a particular role because you embody certain characteristics of of the character themselves. Or like how often is it the case that like somebody is playing a character that is just like not like them in any way, shape, or form, and like they had to like step into this other persona and. Right. Entirely. Yeah. Like this is always the thing that I wonder about myself. Like if I were to ever try and go and act, which is like it's one of those things that like I've never really had like a like a whole lot of like underlying ambition to go and like pursue that as like an activity. Yeah. And yet sometimes like whenever I'm like watching something, I will be like sitting there like wondering to myself, it's like, could I pull this off? Could I play? Could I play? this character right you know and and like i think a lot of times it's like it's almost like a game that i'm like playing in my head it's like so far up until this point i think i could i think i could do it and then it's like at what point did they have to do something that i'm like i don't think i could have done that that's that's the one one right there um tricky yeah but anytime they have to do any singing (laughs) yeah that would be really tricky but like that's the thing too is that like if you're playing someone else and you're and you're embodying that someone else so well. Maybe maybe it's just like you. It's like you know you put like the Dumbledore costume on, and all of a sudden it's like you can sort of be like the kooky character that we've created. Right. It's like, like I would never like sit down around a campfire and just like sing a sing a folksy song or something. Sure. You know, just like my own personal thing. But it was like this is the scene. So what's going to happen is like your character is going to come in. You're going to sit down. And you're going to talk to that guy, and that's going to remind you of a song. You're just going to sort of break into it, and then everyone will join you. It'd be like. Okay, well, so the character does that, so I guess I'm allowed to do that, you know. Exactly. Like, no one's gonna think it's weird if I'm doing it because I have like permission to do it because I'm like because of the setting. So it's not weird. I- I'm not really doing it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this this goes back, I think, to like a period of time. Um, I, we, we've talked about it before, but like when I was first in like my high school years, first starting to go out, and, like I had like my own money from like working my first job at Petland, and I was like, like I would go to the store and and like you know. Uh, brother-in-law, best friend, GMA member Mike was like same thing then, except he wasn't my brother-in-law yet. Yeah. But like he would go and shop at PacSun. And so it was kind of like one of those things like where I like went with him one day and like I bought like my, my first ever brown billabong t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I know, which was super cool. But it was like, I remember that being one of those things where it was like, I tried it on and I was like, huh. Do I look good in brown well, shirts? Is this know? a thing? And so then it was kind of like, well, maybe next paycheck I'll come back and get another shirt. And like what I kept finding myself doing was it was like I had discovered like, okay, I kind of like it when I go and pick out clothes for myself because they're like a better representation of like what I would choose to wear versus like what I primarily wore to school up until that point, which was like exclusively like race t-shirts. Yeah. So we would do like five Ks all throughout our childhood and stuff. And so like almost always what I would wear to school was a race t-shirt that was like two sizes too big for 
for right me. like you didn't really choose this it's just what's in your drawer it's so, i mean yeah. and, and like even that it was like the top of my drawer it's not like i like leaf through it to see like right. you know, what, what, which is my favorite race, race t-shirt for today um but the, but what happened was is that i was only ever reaching when I went to the Pac Sun, I would only ever reach for brown t-shirts over oh. and over and over again. It was like, it hadn't occurred to me that like, it was like, I have discovered that like this character of myself knows how to be outside of my wheelhouse this much. And this much includes exclusively brown t-shirts, Right. you know? And it was almost like I had to like work up the courage to get to the point where it was like, Maybe I could try a gray one on. Maybe I'll get a gray one. Maybe I'll go all the way from brown to gray. <laughs> brown to gray. It's like anything too bright here. Nothing blue or green or anything. Well, We're gonna have, well, maybe we'll make our way to yellow in a couple of decades. But right, right, right. To, to this day, I think it would be very unlikely for you to see me wear like just like a red t-shirt. A red t-shirt. Yeah, yeah you're right. You don't. You don't wear a lot of red, do you? I don't wear a lot of red unless no. it's like a like if it's like within like a flannel context. I yeah. can I, I can do red. We used to have those like red Heather Hey Brother shirts once upon a time. We did have that those. Perhaps you would be caught dead wearing. I would be caught dead wearing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm, I'm a big fan. Any T-shirt, any color T-shirt, if you make it Heather in color, like uh, in like the 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 um, what is the right word I'm trying to find here? Like, um, yeah, Heather. Heather. Yeah, yeah. You know what a Heather shirt is, right? That that like always makes it like that much more approachable. It's like more, but it's like it's more like a more casual. You know, I'm just wearing like a bright red shirt over here. I know, yeah, like a solid red shirt. It's like I don't think I can do it. I don't, I don't see I'm, many people wearing just regular just just plain red t-shirt though <laughs> maybe maybe this is like one of those things there's an episode of scrubs i yeah. think at one point in time where they're talking about like the colors that you wear and like the impact that it makes on people okay and it's like if you wear like baby blue then it's like it's like so much more uh like approachable and calming and like you know like it, it makes people think that you're going to be kind and if you wear like dark orange it's like Hey, Buster. <laughs> and Everyone's like, I don't know about this guy. I don't know. I don't know about that. What is that? Dark orange? Mm. Mm. So maybe, maybe that's the thing. It's like red. Red is like anger, and therefore it's it's sort of like, you know, you don't want to wear red because then everybody's going to approach you and think you're angry. Right. Yeah. Sure. Maybe, maybe I wonder if people like naturally like settle on that. Right. Right. <laughs> like, oh yeah, the, through like reasons I have I couldn't put into words I don't like wearing red <laughs> right 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 um but anyway so to, to bring this back to to acting I feel like I feel like this is almost one of those things where it's like maybe maybe the real reason that I like the idea of acting is because it's almost like like if somebody gave me a role as as like a particular kind of character then it would almost be like like someone else has granted me permission to act a certain way exactly like you were saying like, right. it's like the, the costume is sort of like well now that i'm wearing it i can be kooky if i want to be like because it's like i'm in the costume and you get it it's part of the bit like haha yeah um but that would almost be like like the brown t-shirt you know it's like i could almost see a world like where if i ever acted whatever my first role was i feel like that would be all i would do for like the next like five years right, you'd be like yeah i'm just i'm, I'm i you need an airline pilot actor because i'm really good at that I, yeah. I, I, can, I can be i can be like one very specific kind of of stern airline pilot that's, yeah that's like that's kind of like my but wheelhouse yeah, that's like my specialty that, so you yeah. need that in your movie you just give me a call right right, right. there and everyone would be like hey is it, this guy's always like a pilot he's like so good at that i know i know well speaking yeah. of that that's actually a really good really good transition to the other example i would have of this exact thing so oh, yeah also for spirit week this week um we had uh like our disney bounding day and yeah. so one of the things that we did when we did the galactic star cruiser um you have no, trouble i'm I'm trying to drink from 
my mug here, and I'm not used to having long hair that falls in my face. <laughs> it's a lot harder. It's just all sorts everywhere in your face. So anyway, but the um, so we have our Disney bounding day, and uh, like once upon a time we did the Galactic Star Cruiser. I put together an outfit that was sort of like an homage to Boba Fett, but like it's it like the way that bounding works is that you're wearing an outfit that you could just conceivably be wearing. Anyway, anyway it's just like it's like the little feature so i have like a red like a, just like a bright red belt and like a vest that comes over and i do, I do have like some boba fett like patches like orient like, you know fixed on it and stuff like that right um and then i, I even have like a pair of like boba fett shoes which are kind of cool because it's like you know that that like that does like sort of like maybe st- like the very edge of like starting to step over into like potential like costume or something or very intentionally like this these are boba fett shoes right like this is not just I don't know, like an outfit that's Boba Fett inspired. So anyway, there's that. Um, but what what we discovered, uh, we went upstairs on our roof and we took a picture. And I always do, uh, like I feel like every year on Spirit Week or going back to when we used to do the December give-a-thons, yeah. we would take a whole bunch of photos. And I have over the course, I think in like 2017 and then like again in like 2020 and then again uh, yesterday, took a photo with like a, like a space oriented like helmet of sorts right and i always do like the same sort of like stern like look off into the distance like it's sort of my like like my go-to like this is how i know how to look cool in a photo and it's like it's like i have learned exactly one way to take this photo and i have done the exact same one (laughs) every time you have a helmet every single time i've done it going back to like 2017 wow that's funny yeah and so it's really funny because like ethan ethan uh, saw the post from yesterday and then he was the one who took the one like in 2020 so he went back and he was like he posted it in, in our, our group uh, slack this morning and he was like some things never change and I was like wait a second I don't, yeah. even, think, I don't even think that's the, the only other one like this like, oh, oh, no. I, I have another one and so this this was something that I was also thinking about the same the same the brown shirt problem it's like I know how to wear the brown shirt Right. But, but it's like when it comes to taking a photo or I have this issue as well, whenever we're like taking a family photo and it's like, now let's take a silly one and everybody's supposed to make like a silly face. Yeah. Do you have a go to silly face that you make? Um, Let's see. Just like, let me try and get into okay. that moment. I'd, just be, right. I'd probably just be like, like, OK, so like mouth open, like, tongue out, yeah, eyes wide, eyes wide. Yeah. Mouth open, tongue out is probably what I would do. I know. Yeah. So I feel like if people are like, do a silly one. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> like a like a cringy face or something it's like how do people learn what their silly face is going to be do you practice this i don't know nick i can tell you that my son nick's silly face is just like mouth closed tongue out just mm, and he'll do it every time we take a photo no matter what and part of me is just like i don't even care because you're still smiling and it's adorable <laughs> no i know I, this is yeah. this is the thing i like we we i think like as a parent this is one of those where like you always want like that picture perfect moment where like you know you sit down and everybody's smiling at the camera and it's sort of like haha look we're a happy little family um but i also feel like there is so much to be said for the much more candid like if this is the way that the kid actually behaves in this particular moment mm-hmm. then when you look back on it throughout the lens of history it will give you such a better representation and memory of like who they were at that time yeah um like we have this really funny photo of us i think it was at like bush gardens maybe I think so where you're actually, if you're a longtime pop listener, you are actually wearing the yellow ketchup splatter. It's got a guitar on it. And, it's a guy playing a guitar. If you say so. <laughs> it's, 
Um, the yellow shirt with the guy playing a guitar on it, man. Right, yeah, or blood. It could or be blood. Could be. <laughs> Jay could have had a flesh wound. <laughs> been hit Someone by could have thrown paint on me. <laughs> yes, yeah. or a spear. Um, <laughs> but the the picture, I always think the picture is really funny because I feel like we're all sort of like embodying a little bit of our personalities at like respectively probably you know i bet i bet i was like nine you were maybe like 11 and tyler was maybe like six yeah and like so i think i'm just sort of like smiling at the camera and you've sort of got like a cool guy like you know like i'm starting like i'm in middle school now you know like for this yeah yeah. you know it's like like you know a little bit of like like a little bit of like i'm over dad taking photos of me but like i also know it's like this is a thing right. and then tyler's like literally like cross-armed next to us like staring, staring at, the at the ground and is like yeah up bottom lip out just like and just like <laughs> yeah. just like very pouty but like you know i think it's just really funny because then when we were at the beach a couple of weeks ago uh we were trying to take a picture so there are now seven grandchildren underneath our grandparents uh or out underneath our parents and so we we're trying to take like a photo of mom and dad with all seven grandchildren and so like luke very similarly had like a face that he did like where he like he like sat down and you know i probably took like like 60 photos just trying to get one where like where everybody was looking at the camera and everybody's like doing this and so as you're like scrolling through all of them it's really funny because you can tell luke didn't want to take this photo yeah but like but he is sitting there stoically not moving and maintaining the face that he decided to have yeah for all 60 yeah whereas like you scroll every every picture like everyone else's face changes something moves luke doesn't move at all nor does his face he's just like i'm here do the pictures come on Uh, hurry up hurry up hurry up (laughs) yes exactly yes i I believe there's an arrangement involving gummy bears yes i want some gummy bears i was told maybe that i'd get some candy if i sat here and took this picture so let's do it right right so and it's funny because he is also like the oldest so he has like the most like you know amount of like okay i understand that this is something we have to do but also like you know right um but anyway so i thought that was just like i think that's like it's a good testament to where like whenever you're taking those family photos to just be like you know what it's okay if like if they're like a little bit like quirky yeah um similarly i think at christmas maybe a couple of years ago now we had a great one with your family as well yeah where everyone's just like going bananas <laughs> yeah and it's like i mean it's christmas and there's like you know candy and it's been like a whole like there's been like gifts yeah, there's and excitement and, and everybody's like, tired yeah. mm-hmm. and so i mean it's of course like understandable like one of those days but you go almost got like the like the photo of like everybody like looking at the camera smiling and then like three seconds later it's like just pure chaos raining <laughs> yeah. and it's like ah uh, yes okay. right instagram versus reality right <laughs> Yeah. Oh, memories. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that this is this is like my big question though is is yeah like can can and why is it the case that you almost feel like at times like you need permission to like allow yourself to become like like an alternate version of yourself like I feel like maybe there's such a reliability to the way in which people know you and you're worried that if you change it it will change the way that they see you yeah it's something like that do you remember the show I'm sure you do the show um heroes yeah yeah heroes great first season one of the best on tv yeah oh man I would yeah the writer strike back then in like 2007 or whenever it happened just totally wrecked that show but season one of heroes was fantastic it was a show about like I mean exactly what it sounds like it's just people get superpowers and they sort of discover it and then you know whatever happens there's a bad guy but the the bad guy in the show is named Siler yeah yeah, and I always loved Siler's character. I thought he was easily the most interesting character on the show. But one of the things I think that I really liked about him was that outside of just his, well, I guess his, his power was like like 
intuitive intelligence or something. Like he could like he could like be the person you needed them to be or something. Like the, I, it, I am trying to remember Siler. Yeah. Like Zachary Quinto plays Zachary him. Zachary Quinto plays him. What a, his he was the bad guy and what he would do his his power was that he could like look at other people with powers like brains and learn how their power worked and then he could just do it. Yeah. So he could acquire other people's power, but the, because he had to look at their brain, he would like use telekinesis to like slice their top of their head off and, you know, there, there was always like, uh-oh, Siler was here. I know, yeah, <laughs> You yeah, could yeah. always tell, but then every time he had a new victim, he became that much more powerful or whatever. But the real, his real, real power was that he could like similarly do this in like a very like silver tongue situation yes. where he could just walk into any situation and just like flip into a new personality and just be like that new person all the time and like i don't need any permission by anyone to just start acting a completely different way and no one here knows me so they'll just treat me exactly the way i am or whatever like exactly the way it's like i mean i guess it's just like conning people for the most part but right it was like that was like such the fun part of his character is that he could just like immediately warp into other people on like a switch like who you needed to yeah be. like who we yeah. needed to be and there was something like very i think like freeing feeling about that that's really interesting as well yeah. because i feel like we we you and i both just finished like rereading like the hunger game series and like the ballad of songbirds and snakes and um so president snow like you like the ballad of the songbirds and snakes in case you're unaware is like his his like prequel so like you hear about like the Tenth Hunger Games ever, and he's like a like a mentor. So that's like the the brief version of it. But he's also like a pretty charismatic, can kind of go in and like yeah. like charm his way through situations and stuff like that. And I feel like that is also a character that like sort of resonated with you. And even before we came on uh, to do the pop, I was talking about how like I was like you've got like your Lucius thing, like all you know Luscious Luscious by Lucius yeah. by Jay, um, and then you've also got like your Vader, uh, like with your son Luke, you know. So like yeah. you've got like I was like as you were talking, I was like. It's interesting to me the way that you resonate with villains because none of them seem like you at all. <laughs> like, like none of those are characters, but it, can, it makes me wonder if like they have something about them, like a confidence or like a, um, like something that appeals to you in a way that is like, like, obviously I know that you are not a, uh, like, yeah, I don't aspire to be villainous in any way. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you, you do not seem like the, 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 the villain archetype, but it must be the case that like, there's something about their, their swagger or confidence or something that like, that you're sort of like, I like that. You may, you might be right. I would, yeah. I don't like uh, it, that. The thing about when you read the, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is like I think what's so tricky about it is that like like it it almost has to be very carefully written because you're reading the whole thing from yeah President Snow's point of view as a teenager and the whole thing yeah is that he's like an extremely charming character yeah and like very smart and very aware of like the perceptions in the room and like what matters in any given moment. And like, that's his real skill or whatever. Right. Is like managing all like the expectations and perceptions and like being able to excel in that way. And it's like, you have to be careful because like, you know, if you've read the pre, you know, obviously everyone's read the hunger games before they read this. And it's like, you know, he's the bad guy, but like the way he like reasons things out in his mind, sometimes like, Oh, I see where you're coming from. And you're like, no, 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 no. Right. right, (laughs) Do not do that. Yes. Yes. Um, Actually, I just watched a really interesting TikTok almost about this exact same thing where um, there's like a it was this guy talking about how Hollywood has a a very niche kind of movie that they are like almost not allowed to make like uh, they can't execute it very well, almost like by design. Uh And it is like you can't make movies about cults. Because if you do, you can't make you can't effectively make a movie about like a cult or a cult leader or something because the very nature of writing the most effective cult leader would like 
Like, if you did it well, the audience themselves would be intoxicated by, by, the, by the, the cult leader. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Right. It's and like, like, and so then the example he gives is like, now there is one chance, there is, there is a really great example of where they almost really kind of like pushed it too far. And the, the example he gives is Fight Club. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Where it's like, where he's like, the whole thing, the whole thing is about how Fight Club is a cult. And Tyler Durden is this like extremely macho, charismatic, good looking, handsome, good with words dude. Yeah. And like everything he tells all the men who join the fight club is just that like, you know, society is taking away your masculinity and like you join me and I will I will give that back to you. You know, you you've been turned into like a mindless minion or whatever. But of course, everyone joins the fight club and then they're immediately turned into like mindless minions that work for Tyler Durden now. Exactly. And they just yeah. go out and commit terrorism. But like everyone walks away from the movie and it's like they just forget the second half. All anyone thinks when they walk out of fight club is man, Tyler Durden was awesome. You know, and it's like, yeah, you sort of missed the point. Yeah, I <laughs> like know. You were you were intoxicated by him as well. Dude, they had they had Brad Pitt playing Tyler Durden exactly. with perfectly square abs. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's just like that's like when I think of when I think of that, I always think of that scene in the basement where I'm just like, how on earth was he that like that ripped? No, oh, yeah. It's I, a, like I feel like that was the moment that Brad Pitt became like the name that is just like commonly associated with just like mm-hmm. general good looks. Right, yeah, yeah. It did it did, it, uh, did some work for him for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly did um but that is a, that is a very very good point um and it, it, it's kind of interesting because i even remember like you know through the like uh infinity saga like with with marvel and the mcu and like le- like leading up to thanos and everything there's like the whole like thanos had a point like i, I know that like uh, like even ourselves you know it's like thanos comes across as a pretty compelling villain because like at the end of the day like there's like i always think about the scene and like the giant big throne room where he's like talking to Gamora and there is like a throne sitting on top and he's like sitting on the stairs in front of it. Right. It's like I think even like that demonstrates the way in which that like Thanos is not your like stereotypical like I want to be the leader of all things. Right. You know, like in the same way that uh, like like Loki, for example, wants like he wants the power. He yeah. wants to be sitting he's on top. He's sitting on that throne. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I think that was like one of those things where where I can't tell and it seemed like maybe there was like like a lot of fascination with the character of Thanos and the execution of him and like the sort of like you know like relatability to sort of like what he's going after and it's like he speaks with like such conviction and he's gone through like bad you can see like he went through bad things and he has such conviction about what he's talking about and he's like I had an idea that would have saved my planet they didn't listen to me and then the planet literally collapsed everyone on my planet is now dead because they didn't listen to me so it's like right. he has like such a reason to believe that he's right about everything yes and he like goes about and he even like does like small scale tests where you know he, ob- he goes like different planets and like kills half the population and they're like everyone's better now and you're like that's complete crap dude right but <laughs> right yeah no yeah. exactly exactly and it's just like yeah. it's it's such a it's such like a dangerous way to think is is sort of like by like what what it ends up doing is makes for like a story that like can draw you in that much more but I, I i do i do see the exact point you're talking about where it's like but there's also like a dangerous line that you start to walk a little bit where it's like right. you can't have a villain who is suggesting these types of things be 
too compelling right because like that ends up having like its own problems like right. in other ways it's like that's i think what makes like disney villains like kind of great because it's like they're so obviously evil oh yeah you know? and it's like if thanos is out there just like preaching and being like hilariously maniacal it's like no one's ever going to take him seriously but they don't they make him extremely grounded and like logical and like with like a tragic backstory and you're suddenly like oh man maybe this guy's got something to say right it's like yeah he's like talks so calmly about everything he's not like the other villains you've seen exactly yeah exactly yeah no it's 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 very it's very interesting uh but although fa- i think like like when it comes like the disney villains though i do think it's interesting to take characters and make them so much more um like to to make like what their their villainous nature being something that is something that might happen out here in the real world so one of the videos that we've talked about a whole bunch of times is like what was mother gothel's power mm-hmm. uh like over rapunzel yeah and it's it's gaslighting yeah basically like, like the, if you've ever heard that term or if you've ever like struggled to like understand what it means watch the movie tangled because that is what mother gothel is doing the whole time yeah and basically like rapunzel who has never left a tower and has only ever known one other person like is highly susceptible to it right she has like no points of reference to know when something is or isn't her fault exactly like everything has been framed as her fault her whole life so she just accepts it right right yeah but then Mm -hmm. it's like but i mean that's the type of thing where it's like if you go out in the real world this is not like a super a super villain like thanos who's trying to like wipe out half of the population of the entire universe everywhere it's like this is this is like a very vain person who has one objective which is to like just maintain their youth at all costs right and that cost is basically rapunzel who you know like the more that she thinks for herself the more it's like well now i have to continue to like manipulate her into staying right um but it's also something that then happens out in the real world all the time oh yeah you know so it's like a it's like a cautionary tale that like you can actually learn from and benefit from because then you're able to like recognize the signs in the way that rapunzel was never able to yeah yeah, I mean it's I mean it's the exact same thing. This is like Scar's power too, like over yeah, Simba. Yeah, it's just yep. like it's your fault, Simba, that your father died. <laughs> right, like, right. It's like oh, okay. <laughs> right. Well, then I mean, of course, you know, Simba's just like way too young. Like I mean, yeah, right. So, yeah, like, exactly. He, he's like he's just trust. They had that. That's why they had that great scene earlier where like Simba's just hanging out with Scar, and he's like, "What's up, Uncle Scar?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're so cool. You're and so cool and different. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely not evil. <laughs> right. It's like Simba. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, come on, evil, man. man. Look at that dude. Look at that scar design, man. <laughs> How do you think he got that? How do you think he got that from a wildebeest? Um, what is was I gonna th- say? This is okay. This is um, this is when I, I the more like whenever I'm reading like fiction or um something that I feel like one annoying thing that I've started to like that really is becoming like a, a pet peeve of mine when I'm watching shows or reading a new book or something is when characters will assign blame unto themselves for things that are clearly not their fault and use that like as their motivation or whatever yeah it'll be like it was my plan to go in there and then that's when my friend died so it's my fault and it's like it's not your fault that guy is an evil emperor and he is like controlling the it's it's his fault man right but they're like but like no one will say that to them in the scene. I'm like, as the scene's unfolding, I'm always waiting for some other character to be like, no, it's, what are you talking about? It's definitely not your fault. Right. And like, like 
because you're if you're the author, you can just be like, man, no one said that, you know, right, 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 <laughs> we yeah. just moved past that and no one made this obvious claim. <laughs> this is a burden that you now get to carry yeah, with like, you forever. Yes, Enjoy. Is, it, it is your fault. It turns out you're. Yeah, you will believe that character. And it's like, no, I don't. Mm. This is my it's my new pet peeve is when people they do it a lot in uh, Outer Banks, the show that I'm presently watching. Oh, sure, sure, John sure. B, yep. It's his fault all the time, man. He Aww. loves he loves for stuff to be his fault. Poor John B. Poor John B. Yeah, that guy has a rough life. They can't do anything. Man. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> always turns into a huge fiasco. It really does. It really yeah. does. That's that like that show is one of those where they they will like grant you on occasion these moments where you just get to see them living like the life that is perfect. Like, yeah. you know, they, they like, they'll get to have like their campfire party and they're all just hanging out and everybody's getting along. And you're like, it's like the entire reason you're pulling for them all the time is just so they can get back to this moment yeah. again. And it's like, that's all I want. I just want you guys to be happy. Oh man. And this for everybody is, to be able to hang. Right. This is, uh, if you watch the, the show, do you ever watch the flash on the CW? I have watched, I have watched like seasons of it, but like yeah. at this point in time, it's like, is it still on? It is over now. It is over now. Yeah, okay. How long has it over. been? I think it was for a couple of years now. Okay. I feel like yeah. I watched it in like 2015. Okay. So yeah, it, they, I felt like got to this, like there, this very recurring scene at the end of the seasons, like after they would, you know, defeat the baddie or whatever, it'd always just be like having a barbecue in Barry's backyard or whatever. Oh, sure. And they'd sure. be out there and yeah, everyone would just be sitting at a picnic table. Like, Oh, we're all such chums. You right. know, look at this great thing. And it always felt like, like it was the exact same thing. Like this is what you're. Yeah, look at everyone being happy. They did it. This is what this is what they were working for. This picnic. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like yes. it feels like their reward for defeating whatever like literal world threatening threat they had to overcome this season is always like a one night barbecue. And it's like man, and it seems like year after year it's the same barbecue. And right, like, right, right. Can we give them a little more? Like Alex, here you go. What kind of what do we need in the funding? We need department? a little more to be rooting for. Yes, yeah, than a picnic. But like even like the Fast and the Furious saga, I feel like it's the exact same thing. It's yeah. like you see them all sitting in the backyard of their house, and it's the, they are also almost always having a barbecue. And it's the first person who reaches for food has to say grace, and they have right. coronas. And you're like, mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, this is. I can see. I can see why you'd want to like maintain this right. even if it means like having to go and use ultra nuclear magnets to drag a safe through half of yeah brazil what, or something what it's all for man yeah exactly it's all for this it's all for this uh it's all for this grill that's all anyone really wants i think is just to be grilling with their buddies incidentally i really desperately want them to make a lilo and stitch uh movie that features vin diesel where he says the phrase ohana means family <laughs> <laughs> oh my, like Vin Diesel would be a he's he'd be great as like the alien or like the the bodyguard dude. Yeah, is his name Mr. Bubbles? Mr. Bubbles, yes. Yeah. Vin Diesel would be a great Mr. Bubbles. That would be a really a thousand percent do that. Absolutely. So if anybody from Disney is listening and you're just like, okay, we need some we need some inspo for how we do the the Lilo mm -hmm. and Stitch. Yeah, which uh, that's another one. Like you know, so like when they made Sonic, uh, and there was like that first wave of like the Sonic image with like the teeth that like oh, right or whatever and oh. it was like do you, do you remember this like when the sonic movie came out and, like, i remember they came out with like artwork and everyone was like Ugh. yes i feel like at some point in time the struggle they will have with the live action lilo and stitch is going to be how do you p depict stitch oh for sure yeah because like, he'll definitely just be like cgi he'll definitely be cgi and and the question is whether or not like you maintain the aesthetic of stitch as you know him or how well will that transfer over to 
to to like a like a more live action form. Right. Yeah. Like um, how photorealistic do you start making Stitch? Right. So whoever designed here's my other piece of advice. Whoever designed uh, Grogu. Yeah. You know, it's like it needs to be that person. It needs to be that person, which means that some of the time Stitch should be a puppet. Oh, right. Or alternatively, all the time. Mo- I think Grogu is mostly a puppet, right? I, th- I think. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I okay. Think so. I'm, I'm all for puppet Stitch over CGI Stitch. And Vin Diesel playing Mr. Bubbles. Mr. Bubbles. Yes. And he has to say Ohana means family. Ohana means family. It Absolutely. Yes. He has to say it. Yeah. That's what has to happen. I'm wondering the the I'm going to call it the Vin diagram. Of people right now who are listening that both understand why he would say that because they've watched Fast, Fast and the Furious and have also watched Lilo and Stitch. Like, is there enough overlapping like like circles? The closer there? we get to that being a perfect circle, the closer we are to like a perfect society. You that's know? that's the rule. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's so the rule. Like the if you can find the world where everybody has seen both mm-hmm. the Fast and the Furious saga and also Lilo and Stitch, mm-hmm. then it's like the bubbles of of uh, like life existence will have like merged together into one and right. we will have found It's perfection. really almost the same thing Groot says in the first Guardians movie when he's like, we are Groot. It's like he may as well just be saying like family. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. There's nothing Vin Diesel loves more than family. I, I, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so that that'd be great. I'm I'm rooting for all of that. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Good spot for a transition. Transition. Popcorn culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. All right, Jay, let me tell you about spark plugs. (laughs) Okay, Grandpa. Thanks. Yeah. I didn't even take that as a compliment. You should. Yeah. 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 Um, this is, I, I feel like this is like one of those memories I always have that that possibly you don't have uh, was that grandpa had, I think we talked about it last week, the three-wheeler. And as a child, I feel like before he ever let me ride it, he made me like change the spark plugs. He never on. made me change the spark plugs on the three-wheeler. Okay. Yeah. Well, so uh, as a kid, I think for a very, very, very long period of time, I would have like, I would have marked changing the spark plugs akin 
into like a transmission rebuild, right, which, like, which like the difference between those two things are the difference between reading a coloring book and reading the dictionary. Right. Like yeah. they are like changing spark plugs is like the easiest thing in the world to do. Yeah. It's like you unscrew something and it, it is a, it is a, the light bulb. It is a light bulb for, right. for like for motors. Car, right. But like the thing is, is that most of the time when you like look at a motor, it's intimidating and you're like, this is a whole bunch of wires. And I feel like if I unplug anything at all, then like something's going to go wrong. Right. Like I wouldn't know if I, yeah, if I, if I move anything, I would feel unsafe driving. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, uh, a few weekends ago I had just like a, like a lake day where we took the boat out. And as a reminder, my boat was, is a 1975. It was purchased by our great grandmother, um, which we realized this the other day that Addie, who is her great, great granddaughter, Right. Yes. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Has ridden in the boat that she bought in 1975 and we're like, how freaking cool is that? That's pretty cool. Like, could you imagine like being like, I'm going to I'm going to buy this, you know, for for my grandson who is our dad and like, you know, so that he could enjoy it right. as a 15 year old. Right. And, and that, now his grandchildren and now his, his grandchildren are enjoying the same. Pretty one. crazy. That's like a really good use. And I have the original receipt from the original purchase of this boat. That's and in 1975, it was four thousand dollars. That is unbelievable. How cool. Right. Very cool. I, I think it's amazing. Anyway, so grandpa has done a fantastic job for our whole life maintaining it and allowing it to continue to exist which is how like i have now come to have it uh myself and it's like one of those things like where we've known for a lot of our life because even by the time we were kids growing up in the 90s and going behind it it was already at that point in time like 20 to 25 years old right it was already a little bit long in the tooth as they say Mm. um and you know like what noise idle and this that and the other and um so for the most part i've been i have felt like so lucky but i don't think that like alice or anyone else who ever goes out in the boat with me knows like how aware i am of like the potential likelihood that like you might turn on the key and it might not turn on right like every single time it turns on again i'm like we did it it worked again and i have had just like a sheer run of luck i have felt because i've, I've used it for the past couple of summers and everything has been going great and i've right. been so happy with it I haven't had to do any like electrical rewiring or anything yeah no nothing nothing super wild um but we were coming back a couple of weekends ago and um the like the, we had been out at this like rock structure at smith mountain lake where you can like jump off these rocks and it's really cool and we were there with somebody who was like really like worried about jumping off the rocks and so like we kind of like did the thing where you like idle around the spot for like 45 minutes to an hour so oh, the boat man. was basically just kind of like chugging like you know in a circular pattern for like this big long stretch of time and which is totally fine i mean that's like part of the fun of it for me is like you know right. like, let that person like have all the time they need and then they mm-hmm. then they'll jump and you know what will happen is they'll be like a new person they and, love and, it yeah they'll love it's it. like they got a brand new wig it's like they got it's like they got a it's brand like they new, got a wig. new wig yeah that's a good point. Yeah. Or a brown t-shirt. Or a brown how, t-shirt. Depending on how you look at it. Anyway, so everything had been going great. I've been so proud of the boat all day. We got back in and like there's like another pontoon that was like hanging out next to us that was just like doing the exact same thing, like watching their kids, you know, go and jump. And uh, like as I was getting ready to pull off, they were like, I love the boat. Like, this is awesome. It's so cool. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that like, you know, I've got it and it's still running and everything. And like I, I go to sort of do like a cool like pull off thing. And I like put the put the thing all the way down and the boat goes. And I was like, oh, man, what are the odds that it happened right after somebody the complimented it? It was like, oh, man, shoot, darn. Um, so that was a bit of like a like. 
Oh man. Okay. A little bit of a bummer, a little bit of a bummer that that happened. So the boat basically like is a, like, you can hear the motor itself, like is, is not firing on all cylinders. And like, so I'm, at this point in time, like I've got like a boat full of people and I'm pretty embarrassed and I'm like, you know, like, oh man, okay, we got to get back. And like, so the boat's going like 12 miles an hour yeah. from the rock structure all the way back to, you know, the, the takeout spot. Yeah, it's taking a while. It's taken a while, and and it's like one of those things where like I'm like, what if it stops entirely between here and like the takeout, or something goes wrong, or or whatever else? So I'm like, I'm super in my head about it, and like very aware of like all the you know like potential, I don't know, bad things that could be happening. Yeah, you're gonna or, have to be rowing. Yeah, gonna have to be rowing. We're like again, like you know, I I think even the fact that like it has now existed for so long, like I don't want to be the one that like causes it like the final like nail in the coffin or right. something like that. Like it'd be like, I had it. Grandpa had it from 1975 till 2021. I had it from 2021, to 2023. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, right. That's, that's not a long enough period. That's of time. it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I feel like I'm making it sound like a lot worse than it was because ultimately I was kind of like, well, probably what I need to do is go in and change the spark plugs right and make sure that like everything everything is like up to snub but it's basically been since like 1996 since the last time i've changed any spark plugs and anything which happened to be the three-wheeler which grandpa also owns mm-hmm. um and so i was like man i don't know i don't know what this is going to be like like i don't know what i'm going to need to do i don't know if i'm going to be able to like find the appropriate like parts you know like we, we've talked about this so many times here recently where it's like like you trying to fix your shower and it's oh, like oh yeah the, like what cartridge do i need to go in and like oh exactly this? it's yeah. like yeah and you're like you know uh, you know I, i'm looking at like a mowen faucet from 20 years ago you're looking for like spark plugs that are gonna fit in your boat from 1975 exactly know? yes like, yeah it's like dude is that model still going to be available or yeah right so anyway th- th- this is like one of those things though where it's like I-, I go through and i'm like trying to like methodically like figure out all the things and i'm like pulling the old ones out and i'm like advanced auto parts and i'm like showing them these and they're like well we don't have those but these are supposedly comparable and i'm like supposedly comparable sounds like uh they're not gonna work <laughs> and I'm, I'm like it's like that, that i feel like you don't understand this this is like really old and there's a good chance that like they don't even make these parts anymore i probably have to go and like find some in a barn from someone who bought them for the exact same boat and never used them like right yeah in, in my head like that's this what is this is what you're dealing with right right like this you're is gonna like, have to go meet a guy out in a field and dig through a bunch of antique parts and literally though yeah. like i talked to dad on the phone and he's like i saw a junkyard somewhere i bet there's one out there somewhere that we could go and find i'm like like, yeah that is not what i'm doing <laughs> yeah this is probably where we're at and so like you know i'm going through anyway i find the i find plugs that work whatever i take the other ones out which again is like as easy as like unscrewing a light bulb but it's just not a hard thing to do put mm-hmm. the other ones back in and it's like you know you 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 take like the little they call it like a boot take the boot off take the other one out put the new one in put the boot back on and i go through and i like one one two two three three and like I go to four and I like take the boot thing off the fourth one and like all of the innards of that boot just fall into my hands. Oh no. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of like rust pieces and like uh, coils like, and I springs. I found the problem. And it's like, it feels like, it feels like not only is this the problem right now, but I'm like, how long has this been a problem? Right. Like, yeah. like, has it been working the whole time? Like how, how long have I been struggling with like whatever issue this is? Yeah. Um, so it's been it's been like a whole it's been like a whole process for me, but I'm also growing so increasingly proud of myself because like I just don't know that much about engines, you know, like I yeah. like I've I've had other hands on experience with other activities and like I know how to do some things, but this is one where I'm like 
I, I really don't know. I don't uh, know what I'm after. And so like, I'm literally using like the Google app, like holding it up to the, to the, the motor. And I'm like, what is this thing? And I'm using like the like image search yeah. and it like pops up and it's like, so the, the thing that I need is, um, like a new spark plug wire, not that complicated. Uh, but it attaches to something called the, and I wouldn't have known this until I looked it up, the ignition coil, ah, um, the ignition coil, of course. Yeah, yes. Yes. And so I'm like telling dad, I'm like, well, so I feel like the problem is, is that I need a new spark plug wire, but I don't know what to do because it's attached to the ignition coil. And I don't think there's any chance if I can't, if I was worried about finding the spark plugs, there's no way in the world I'm going to find this other obscure part, Yeah. which anybody who knows anything about motors probably listening right now is like, you're still not talking about an obscure part (laughs) these are are still not complicated things so is this the is it is it more the case that like yes a spark plug is a spark plug is a spark plug it it is more the case than you would think like there there are a huge diversity of them and like in the same way that you can go to the light bulb aisle and there's a whole bunch of different light bulbs depending on what you might need yeah um but this this was the like this next piece. I was like, there's no way in the world I'm gonna be able to find this. Like this, the spark plug was maybe one thing, but like if I'm gonna get lucky twice, I doubt it. But sure enough, I like well, I was like talking to dad on the phone again, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do about this. And um, he's like, well, maybe just poke around, see if you can't find anything online. If we have to go to the junkyard, we'll go to the junkyard. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> I think dad wants to just wants to go to the junkyard. <laughs> maybe I should call him. <laughs> like, I just want to go scrapping this weekend. Should we go look for some spark plugs? Right. Like, I mean, we can go do that. So anyway, I go online and like literally find it on amazon with oh. like two day shipping for for well, my i know for my motor and it cost 18 dollars. i was like none of this is going how i expected it to and i'm like do i know a lot about motors all of a sudden like, <laughs> I, I'm like, am i good is, am i good at this like uh, literally i i went from like i went from i have no experience to total dunning kruger like I don't know more around the engine. Right. <laughs> like way overconfidence. So anyway, the park arrived and now, now I'm finding myself in a position where I'm like, okay, so I'm going to the lake this weekend as well. And I'm like, maybe, maybe I should get out there, see what happens. But worst case scenario, I can tinker with my boat. While I'm yeah. Oh no. And, and so Alice is like, you are, you are just, you're, you're, you're just, your grandpa. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were going to be out there with all your tools and you're going to be yeah. like, <laughs> you're going to be out there and be like, is the boat ready? I'm like, yep. I just got to paint the trailer real quick. <laughs> Don't mind me. Don't mind <laughs> like, wait, why? <laughs> Get some rust on here. Gotta fix that rust. Gotta fix that rust. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can see it now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is reminding me a lot. Um. Uh, not to. This is clearly very different. But once upon a time, back when I worked at the concert venue. Nice bingo. Yeah. You know, we got um every every year we would have monster trucks. Nice. Yeah. That was always a great always a great uh event. I don't know if they still do monster trucks there because now they have the um annual now they have a minor league hockey team so the ice is just up all the time now that's true yeah so anyway uh you have monster trucks every year and part of the promotional materials that they would send ahead of time were these like awesome um like remote control like grave digger or whatever but yes. it wasn't just like a like you know like when we were growing up we had i feel like we had an uh, an abundance of remote control cars we were super into remote control cars. yeah, There's yeah no we doubt. went through yeah. a fad i think we had like like 10 at one point and it was like you almost needed that many because any well obviously you don't but it was it was good because at the time like the batteries you would charge it like all day like the whole day you were at school and come home and you'd put the battery in and you could go drive it for like up to 10 minutes right you know? it's like 12 minutes of fun 12 minutes of fun yay but then i was like okay at least now i can put put charge this one again and grab the next one and keep going and you know of course they were all whatever they were all they were all like you know kids rc cards but the ones that they had for um 
uh, monster trucks were these like uh, Traxxas brand, which yeah. is like is like probably more like a prosumer grade definitely um, yeah. kind of remote control car where it can get up to like you know 20 30 miles an hour on like the battery and it would go for like you know 20 minutes or something so it was a little bit longer right right <laughs> double the time but i mean you could get it moving and they had like shocks and they would go off jumps and i remember like um uh, what I like we we had to use them for promotional materials or whatever. I was like, I just want one of these because they are so cool. I do remember and, this. Yeah. yeah, and I remember like I finally went out and I got one. It was like the Gravedigger one. Like you can get remote control cars that are like you know way nicer and like you use actual gas to power them and you can control the range and they can get up to like insane speeds and stuff because effectively you just have like a car engine on like a three pound thing right, so like they it, can they can zip. Dude, can, can I just say too though like this was this was like a really fascinating thing about you having like your first job at the concert mm-hmm. venue was that like it was just interesting to see what you were going to end up like being like i have adult money now and this is what i bought uh-huh. uh, yeah which so, like i think within the first year one of the things was a super high powered rc car yeah so it was a yeah it was my it was my gravedigger monster truck car which yeah. was you know i felt like was a super cool toy but so i quickly learned though that um, you know it, they go fast, which uh, means they crash hard. Right, which means right. they. I think, and this was like immediately disheartening because, like, when you were a kid, you could not drive the cars fast enough to break them, really, unless you were right. like going off, like you know, just dropping them on the ground. But these, I mean, the the my grave digger would take these tumbles, and I remember like maybe on like the, the second or third day of having it. Um, like it took a crash and I went by and I, and I was like the plastic like one of the plastic pieces was just broken and I was like this was like $200 like what is this right. what nonsense is what is what is go I was like this is what like I'm never going to be able to fix this right. what is going on here oh but man was I super duper wrong about this and it was like the you know it was it was so fun driving it around but like the piece broke and that led me into like the actual hobby which um, is repairing which it. is yeah when you buy an rc car like driving it is the goal but the hobby is repairing it yeah like this is what really happened so i remember like you know i went back and i found the little booklet that had all like the parts in it or whatever and i was like okay i gotta figure out which one broke and i went through and i like you know looked it up online and i ordered the pieces and i was like well you know what? I may as well get. Obviously, the plastic's no good, so I have to like almost like upgrade it into this like anodized aluminum stuff. Yes. What? What could be better? What could? But first of all, what could be better? And I remember it came in, and I was like, I set it on the kitchen table, and I had to like meticulously take apart like every single piece to get to the part I needed, and then like I could replace it and put it all back together, and then like I I did that, and I was like, okay, well. Clearly, because now I, you know, only broke the the plastic side on this side, but it has a matching counter piece on this side, and may as well, you know, it came with both, so let's replace them both. Right. And you know, you replace those pieces, and I remember fixing it the first time, and I was like, "That man, I'm so proud of myself. I like took this entire piece of like machine apart and put it back together." Yes. With like parts I ordered, and it's like, and it's not only that, but it's better. It's stronger now. And then I remember thinking, like, okay, good. I fixed the braking problem, so now it won't break anymore. But sure enough, like, you know, a week later, crash, different piece broke. And it became this, like, weird, like, like, rinse, repeat cycle of, like, as soon as you upgrade something, it just means, like, the next weakest thing is the most likely thing to break. Yes. And so, like, slowly my, like 
truck, which I had no intention of upgrading at all, like, got, like, all these cool, like, metal parts attached to it that, like, made it, like, look cooler, and, like, I had, I could, like, unassemble the entire thing and put it all back together, like, no problem, and it was, like, this is just, this is, like, extremely diet mechanic work is basically what it is. I could do it on my kitchen table, but, like, this is, I think, effectively, like, if you're just taking apart cars all day, like, this is mostly what it is, is memorizing how to take it apart and how to put it back together. Yes. And just putting the new piece in there and having the new piece and knowing what the new piece is supposed to be. And that is, I think, you know, mostly... Mostly, and it was just like such a fun process, like um, the, the real journey where the parts you replaced along the way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was like yeah, and then so that's fun. These days, my gr- I don't I don't think I've driven that truck in like probably ten years or something at yeah. this point. And you know, the kids discovered it at some point, and they just like pushing it around with their hands, and they've run it into walls and broken it in um, new, fun, different ways, which I don't think I are. Um, I think it is beyond repair at this point. Like the the foundation of it is gone, but it's uh, that's okay. I, I wasn't using it anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it is really interesting though because I feel like it goes back to something I was trying to explain a few weeks ago on the pop, which is like, like I feel like you and I have also sort of both like independently from each other sort of found the joy in gardening oh, and yeah. like kind of like doing these types of things. And the the conclusion of like my 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 own concocted theory here is that like I always go back to like the like the hierarchy of needs or whatever and, and on the bottom rung of of the hierarchy of needs is usually described as like food water shelter and probably in the modern era you might like look at things like food water shelter and then like you might even like see something like your vehicle mm-hmm. as like one of those like base needs like i need this in order to get to the places that like i need to go on like a regular basis and in order to like keep the rest of everything else in motion uh-huh. And so I wonder if on some level, like that's where making or even just like fixing like your home, like being able to repair like, you know, little things that like might come up on a regular basis that could impact your overall like level of of comfort that you expect out of your home is like like having hot water in your shower, for example. Right. Like, you know, if you know how to fix that in the event that something goes wrong, it all I do think it becomes like incredibly empowering because it's like now it's almost like, well, if something goes wrong, I know how to fix it. Right. You know, and then like, I, I, think, it. I think that that sensation of empowerment also then comes with a high level of enjoyment yeah. um, over something, which like, so going back to like that idea of like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to spend like a portion of my vacation working on my, my motor. It's like, as a kid, I was always like, why don't you do this when we're not here? Right. So that like, when we are here, we can do the fun thing and right. you don't have to go and work on it. We it's can like, go fishing and water skiing and stuff. Right. But the thing is, is that in your everyday life, you have so many different distractions going on. And so it's like, it's like the ability to go and be like, I have nothing else to worry about right now. I can go and be focused exclusively on fixing this thing. And then, and then if anything, I'm kind of having some fun doing it. Right. It's like, I see, I see how it got to the way that it got to be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can, I can like feel myself stepping into those shoes Mm-hmm. so like in, in a way that feels like ironic because i'm like i have been so critical of this exact thing and now i'm fi- now i'm finding enjoyment no but it. see there is a line you this is this is a good it's a good thing to like realize and be aware of but i do think there is a line where you want to like i feel like and nothing against our grandfather or anything like that but i think he got he went past the line at some point and i think he just enjoyed things being broken like i think he got That's to the point I mean. where yeah, it's like yeah you like i don't like I, yeah, mm, I I can fix this problem, but if I fix it, I won't have a problem to fix anymore. Right. So I'm gonna mm, find as many 
reasons not to fix it as possible or something. There's a lot of there's a lot of sense of purpose in in fixing things though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And th- I think there's a lot of fulfillment in having a sense of purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it's all tied together. It's like But then it's still broken. I know, I know. No, I mean this is very true, but like in the same vein like uh, there have been times while uh like so Vermont is like one of my favorite fa- places to go. It's like my like it, like I said before, I think it's like, you know, it's like what Addison is like named after is like the town of Vermont that we go to. And um like but like while I'm there, like a lot of times I'm like, I'm going to go mow the lawn. Like <laughs> while I'm here, I'm going to bust out the weed eater. Yeah. You know, I'll do some weed eating around the property, mm. you know, just like, right. I, I think that there's like, I don't, I don't know why I feel like there is just this, like, like sometimes it almost makes me wonder if we're, if we're like vacationing all wrong. It's like maybe, maybe like a real vacation is like going into like, like an escape room, but an escape room where it's like, it's not like solving like mechanical, like it's not solving like, like, um, riddles and getting like codes for locks and stuff like that. But it's like, if you can repair this small thing, then you can move on to the next stage. Right. And it's like, Oh, cool. Mm. Especially if like all of those things that you were repairing would then like go and improve your everyday life outside of the, the escape room slash repair room. Right. You know? So when you say we're vacationing all wrong, do you mean like you're vacationing wrong by mowing the lawn or we're people are vacationing wrong because they're not going on vacation and mowing the lawn. That's exactly what I'm okay, saying. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 can, I can feel, I can feel you being like, you're incorrect in, yeah. the, in this conclusion. Well, I, no, I understand at least at camp because I remember, when we were growing up we'd be there and like yeah like our like um dad's cousins would be there and they're like we're all on vacation we're all here to hang out and have family lake time fun and you guys are reshingling the roof <laughs> like, and it's like there's like a a certain amount i think um <laughs> it's so true <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> take me out of the boat um and it's like i think especially with that particular cabin in vermont there's like a part of being there is having like a sense of ownership about the 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 property right which is held together with hopes and dreams (laughs) (laughs) held together yeah with hopes and dreams and scotch tape it feels like sometimes so it's like like it's like it's not that there's anything wrong with reshingling the roof it's just like you can definitely call someone to do that if it really really needs to be done right like everyone here at least had the resource like you have a a boat that the payments on your boat out there have got to cost more than it would to reshingle this roof because this roof is like 10 square yards big. You know? right. If that's, that's being generous, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not a particularly <clears throat> massive, uh, but if this is how you want to spend your vacation, you go for it. I well, it's, I think it's like, it's, you know, the challenge of, of there are like these tasks that like you, like you need to do that you have to do or whatever, uh, in order for like the place to continue to be. But like, if you're trying to do those in addition to like your everyday, like life or job or responsibilities and stuff like that, then it's like, it's really difficult to like find the, like the time and opportunity to like be there and have the focus and the energy to, to do it. And, and that's where I feel like it's like, there's, there's something really nice about a task that needs to be done and like not having like this huge sense of like pressure for any other responsibilities other than this like one that's like a fun responsibility like i think that's like where it's like the fun of like repairing the rc car mm-hmm. is almost like it's like you know it's like but then it'll run great like in the future like when i get to play with it and like like you know like that is of course always the thing at the end of the rainbow like that is of course like why all of the other stuff makes sense but like 
I, I think repairing the thing is almost like it's like, well, the roof leaks and I can't enjoy just sitting in the living room, like hanging out like with family if the roof is re- the roof is leaking because then like I'm like preoccupied right by that leak. Right. And so like if I can go in and fix it, then it's like, aha, uh-huh. then then when that moment comes, I'll be able to enjoy it that much more. But then I think the problem does become like the rat race of like, well, I'm going to try to fix all the things all the time. Yeah. So that like eventually I can sit down and have fun and it's like, do you actually want to sit down and have fun? Or right, are you getting like over preventative about the things going wrong? You've lost the plot. Yeah, you've basically. lost the plot. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, I, the roof's not leaking, but I need to reshingle it. So it doesn't eventually <laughs> right, right, leak. Right. And you're like, but it's not leaking now. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right. But I do know what you mean because there was a part of me sometimes that like, I'd be out there driving my truck and I'd be like, I almost can't wait for it to break again. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. You know, maybe you know, if it breaks, then I'll get to, I'll get to get it. I'll have an excuse to get a new part <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. yeah but oh man that sweet sweet anodized aluminum mm-hmm. yeah, it's so cool looking until it gets scratched then you realize that there's no way to make aluminum blue all the way through it's mm-hmm. only on the surface it's only on the surface but you know uh, these are pretty these, well protected these, by the roll cage and stuff so that's a good point not too big a deal can i just say that i'm amazed at the fact that over the course of the past hour i have complete i have completely adjusted to your new hair yeah and it's like it'll almost be strange for me for you to take it off at this point it's like that episode of how i met your mother where they convinced ted to go blonde oh yeah <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, exactly yeah. like that right. and like by the end of the episode they're like oh my god is everyone starting to think ted looks really cool blonde i love the fact that because they're, they're having the conversation like mentally right? yeah like they're all they're, having yeah. like, the telepathic <laughs> conversations that's like, one of my favorite things about that show like, everyone calm down we have an opportunity right 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 ted might dye his hair blonde yeah oh good times anyway Anyway, it feels like a great a great place to close out today's episode. I feel like we've we've hit a, a bunch of high points. Really, There's no doubt. This is what this is what uh, wig wigged Jay does for this is us. What Fry Jay does. Fry Jay. There we yeah. go. I, I was like, I know we have a name for this. We just came up with it. It was so clever and meaningful. Anyway, guys, as ever, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Pop. If you would like uh, some extra popcorn culture action, you can check out after the final Pop. It's an extra show that we do. It's an extra fifteen to twenty minutes of Jay and I talking about something we either got to in the main episode or didn't get to in the main episode. There's some real gems out there. Uh, you can do so by checking out the uh, five dollar tier at Patreon.com/slash Popcorn Culture. But otherwise, until next time. Pop, pop.